Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the CX Cast. This is Jenny Wise, and this week I am joined by phone all the way from Amsterdam, our colleague and Forrester VP Principal Analyst, Joanna Quintanilla. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Jenny. Nice to be here today. Thanks for joining us from so far. We're excited to have you because we're going to talk about a topic that I know has a lot of interest from a lot of our clients as well as listeners to the podcast, which is employee journey mapping. You recently published a report about employee journey mapping. And so today we're going to dive into some of the findings of that report and answer the question, what is an employee journey map to level set? And then also, why does it matter and how can it benefit companies? So maybe we could start with a simple question of just a reminder to everyone. We've talked about this before, but what exactly is an employee journey map? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's important to level set because um, sometimes we assume that we, we're all talking about the same thing, but it is important to define these things. So employee journey mapping is not unlike customer journey mapping. And maybe men, you know, I'm sure many of the listeners are familiar with customer journey mapping. So what it is, is just like customer journey maps, employee journey maps are maps or documents that mm-hmm. visually illustrate rather than customers' processes, needs, and perceptions, the employees' processes, needs, and perceptions throughout their relationship with a company. So it's very similar to a customer journey map, but it's really focused on the employee. And it can be focused on different types of employee journeys. So it could be an onboarding journey, like a hiring journey or an orientation journey or even a benefits enrollment journey. Or it could be focused on the daily work that employees do. So the job-specific primary tasks they do or maybe secondary tasks they do, like expense reporting, right, which we all love to do. I would love to map and improve that process. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I I empathize wholeheartedly. But it could also be milestone journeys like a promotion or a change of manager, or it could be a journey related to a new technology rollout that employees are expected to use. So it's still a document that visually illustrates processes, needs, and perceptions. It's just that it's focused on the employee in this particular case. Great. And the benefit to doing this sounds really clear. And you just ran through a few different examples of how it can be applied. And everyone wants to improve the expense report process and many of these (laughs) elements of the work environment. But what is it right now that makes this report so important? I know that I have found, just in conversations that I've had, people are talking about this topic more. So why is that? Why do you think this is really resonating or getting attention? Yeah, it's a great question. So the reason that we wrote this report was because we observed a rising interest in employee experience at many mm-hmm. companies, and which actually sort of led us to want to better understand this increased interest, right? So we reached out and we found out from different different companies we knew were focusing on employee experience to find out why they were doing it, why it mattered so much to them, but also whether they were using journey mapping to improve employee experience. And we heard lots of different things. So we heard, you know, that companies are focusing on this because, of course, they understand the importance of employee experience in terms of competitive advantage, but also in terms of how it can lead to better customer experience. So that correlation between employee experience and customer experience. 
but also because it helps, you know, companies spend so much time developing a brand promise and sort of refining what they stand for as a brand. But in order to actually breathe life into that, you have to make sure that your employees understand it. So some companies also see a clear benefit from combining employee journey mapping and focusing on the employee experience so that people really understand the brand and they're living and breathing that brand promise. So it really comes through, of course, for their own experience, but also for the customer's experience. But also we're seeing like lots of shifts, for instance, in technology, right? So tech, new technology being introduced, you know, more automation, for instance. So employee journey mapping can also be very relevant in terms of understanding these shifts and how we use technology in our jobs, in our day-to-day lives, and how companies need to do a better job of understanding how to sort of roll out new technology or how to understand how human ver- works alongside with machine going forward. But also, of course, you know, as I mentioned before, many of the journeys companies are focused on, at least initially, tend to be around onboarding. So, you know, in order to help them to win the race for talent, right, by improving recruiting and hiring and onboarding journeys. So those are some of the reasons why we're seeing this rise and why we see that employee journey mapping is a great way to start to tackle and unpack some of these really big challenges. That's great. And I love the range of reasons and applications that you mentioned. Because I think often if we say, well, you just do it so that you understand how to optimize this single process that an employee is going through, whether the benefit there is to save them time or just to make them happier as they go through that specific process, that really limits the application of everything that this can do, right? Because it can not only make happier employees, which we know is important, and improve processes, it also helps to clarify the brand vision and how every employee action can help live that out and make sure that customers are experiencing it. And that was also really interesting what you said, because I hadn't thought about this as much. But when we're thinking about the increased role of automation and AI and robots in the workplace, this is going to become really, really critical to understanding how all of that goes together. So it also applies towards innovation around the workplace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of it can be very tactical, right? We're trying to understand processes, but a lot of it is aspirational, right? We're also trying to understand these generational shifts. So as we introduce more automation, the expectations are changing around purpose, around work-life balance, around what we expect when we actually go to work. So there's a lot of aspirational things that we're trying to understand that are fundamental for businesses to understand and map out and to get much more clarity about. So with all of these opportunity for employee yeah. journey mapping and this demand and interest that we're beginning to see from some companies, I'm curious as to how this is actually being used and if it's being used, right? So of those companies that you spoke with and from what you've seen, are there specific industries that tend to focus on this more? And do we see many companies that are using employee journey mapping or is this just the start of this being rolled out? Yeah, that's a great question. So my initial reaction to that question is not enough companies are doing this or taking it as seriously as they should, right? Mm -hmm. So there's pockets of activity, not so much specific industries, but just specific brands that really have taken steps to kind of unify the brand promise with the employee experience and the employee experience with the customer experience. So we see pockets of it, but we would like to see a lot more of it because of all the benefits we just discussed, because we know it's so important. Many firms, unfortunately, still rely on just annual snapshots of employees' engagement rates, for instance, that are retrospective, that are often out of date by the time we've analyzed the data. And even the companies that do map employee journeys, many of them are still limiting themselves just to the hiring and onboarding journey, which is a great place to start, but we need to take it beyond that. So there's definitely a lot of room for 
more employee journey mapping and also just wider use of this tool to also reach other journeys that we mentioned, like milestone journeys and internal change journeys and more aspirational journeys, as we mentioned. And so then for companies who want to use this more and are on board with this opportunity, I can imagine one of the hurdles is simply, how do you do this, right? Sort of, how do you do it? What does the process look like? But maybe before we talk about that, the first question is going to be, who does this? You know, journey mapping is a specific skill set and method that can be used. So what types of resources? Are they internal? Are they external? And then also, who's going to own this within the company? Right. Because to put some resources and time behind this, there's going to have to be some internal advocate, I imagine, to agree to dedicate these resources. So I guess who should that be? But maybe the more real question is, who have you seen that be today? Yeah, that's a great question. And in fact, that's one of the things that is also getting in the way of employee journey maps being used more, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of companies are paralyzed because no one owns the employee experience as such, right? Or even because many of the companies we spoke to told us that incremental resources, so including funding to invest in employee journey mapping is really hard to come by. So we see that the companies that have been doing this, many times it's being led by uh, human resources or employee experience department within the organization. So where human resources has made that transition to really focus on the employee experience. But of course, even when that's the case, it always has to be done in partnership with the line of business that they're working with, right? Or with the actual department that's going to benefit from that better hiring, for instance. So it's led by HR or an employee experience uh, function in conjunction, in collaboration with the business. In some cases, it's also being driven by the customer experience team that has taken on board also improving the employee experience. Or a third option is that it's being actually led through a technology function, so by the CIO, for instance, because Mm -hmm. the initial focus was on actually improving the use of technology or certain processes within the business. So we see that the ownership can be spread, and it depends a little bit on the company, but it's what's really important is that it's really done in collaboration with other parts of the organization as well. Yeah, that is really important. I can speak to that a little bit because here at Forrester, we actually recently did some employee journey mapping for a parental leave effort because we wanted to really understand what that experience was around policy and the experience that happens before and after, right? The parental leave actually happens. And what was really important is that it was led by HR here, but that was also the stakeholder because this was going to be an HR policy. Any changes that were going to be made due to the findings that we uncovered were going to have to be implemented and agreed upon by HR, right? So they were going to have to then be the stakeholder that would carry through the changes. And so that became really important because you can see how it's easy to go through this effort, come up with all these findings, and then nothing happens with them, right, if you don't have that initial stakeholder bought in or involved in it. Yeah, and even just involving the right people, right? So when you're mapping these journeys, like most employee journeys are going to have what we would call a co-journey, right? So let's say that you're mapping somebody's hiring journey. It's really important to also consider what is the manager journey that relates Mm -hmm. to the hiring journey. What are, you know, maybe other employee journeys that are adjacent to that journey that is really important to the actual hiring process? It could be other people that are interviewing that person, for instance, or, you know, partners. So thinking about the ecosystem of journeys, if you like, and it helps you to identify who needs to be involved. But it's also absolutely crucial in terms of actually getting the right insights about that entire journey holistically. 
Right. That's so true. And thinking back to this parental leave example, there was, of course, the parent that was going on leave. But there are many different types of parents out there. So we had to talk to a variety of them. There was the manager who's managing this. There was the people in HR. And there were also the people who cover the work, right? And I feel like that was going to be something that was really easy to miss, but became really, really important when you think about how you roll out any onboarding and offboarding that's going to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing I'm still thinking about the stakeholders here in these employee journey mapping efforts is, you know, let's say it is the CIO or the person who's currently responsible for the technologies that are enabling employees. You can imagine that if they're leading the effort, it's possible people don't want to be candid about all of their experiences, either because they are reporting into that person in some way, or they feel like if they're too critical, right, they will be perceived more negatively as an employee as well. Is there anything that can be done to help balance that feeling of trust? Because you want the employee to be as candid as possible about any hurdles that they're seeing or interactions that aren't going well. And sometimes that can be tricky when they're talking to their manager or someone that they're otherwise interacting with or related to in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. It's interesting because one of the sort of significantly different things about employee journey mapping versus customer journey mapping is that you have easier access to employees than you do to customers, right? So on the one hand, that's great, right? It gives you a head start when it comes to identifying the stakeholders who have to take responsibility, but also, you know, your ability to actually get much more in-depth insight about what's going on in that journey. On the other hand, you're absolutely right that establishing trust with employees so that you can actually elicit truly candid feedback is really, really important. And you have to be really mindful of that, right? You know, employees need to believe that they're in a safe environment, right? That they can share unvarnished feedback without worrying, right? As you said about getting fired or about, you know, sort of um, having a bad review. I don't know, because you said something to a manager that they didn't want to hear. So in order to foster trust, a lot of employee experience professionals and other professionals that we spoke to told us that they turned to third-party firms, for instance to gather and anonymize employee feedback. So that's one important way of getting around that because it ensures privacy and protection of any of the juicy stuff right, that an employee might want to tell you. But you can also gather a lot of really valuable feedback by not necessarily asking employees, but by, for instance, observing them, right? You have the perfect opportunity to actually observe employees as they go about, as you know, a neutral observer as they go about their work so that you can actually even spot things that they might not even know to tell you, right? Compensatory behavior, for instance, or workarounds that they've been using for years and they've stopped even noticing. So there's a lot that you can do through observation that's a little bit less intrusive that could get around that as well. But the use of third parties, agencies or observers, that is definitely a common one that many companies mentioned in order to ensure that privacy of the employee. Right. That makes perfect sense. And in that response, you touched on a few things which I think are important to highlight, which are the differences between employee journey mapping and customer journey mapping. Because I can imagine a scenario where someone who does customer journey maps feels inspired by this message and wants to go help their company and run some employee journey mapping efforts. One thing that it sounds like they should think about is, are they creating a safe journey mapping environment for everyone to be as candid as possible? And also how they identify everyone in the employee ecosystem to talk to, to really flesh out that whole journey and, and ecosystem. Are there any other considerations between customer journey mapping and employee journey mapping that people should be aware of? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, there's a lot of similarities. One important message that we've tried to highlight in the report as well is, of course, there is a lot of literature out there about customer journey mapping. And there's probably a lot of people within every organization, hopefully, that are already familiar with customer journey mapping. So one message I would sort of put out there is reach out to those people within your organization, right? Learn from what they've already done, right? I mean, Forrester has published, I think, more than 50 reports about journey mapping. That's, you know, there's a lot of information out there. So tap into those because a lot of it is very, very similar. But there are differences, absolutely. So one of them is definitely around trust, building that trust with employees so that they can feel safe to share. Another is around how you validate your journey map, right? Doing things like, for instance, including candidates who have turned out offers or employees who have joined in the last 90 days, high performers, underperformers, employees with a variety of tenures in different locations, right? So you can get so much variety because you can, you know, reach out to those employees almost more easily than you'd be able to with customers. So leverage that in order to make sure that you really do the right type of, of research. You know, doing detailed research into employee journeys, you know, it often uncovers myths and oversimplifications that organizations tend to cling on to, right? So there are some differences around the validation, but also how you go about socializing employee journey maps within the organization. The metrics that you potentially use around employee journey maps, right, that's a big one, that it can be also quite different to customer journey map metrics, right? So you might want to look at things like time to productivity. You might want to look at things like how quickly are people getting promoted, for instance, right? How satisfied are with their job? How enabled do they feel? How inspired do they feel? So there are differences as well in terms of the ways in which you would go about measuring improvements in, in employee journey. So mm-hmm. a lot of priorities, but also definitely some key differences that you need to be mindful of. Right. Now that people have listened to this and are hopefully feeling inspired to go out and do that employee journey mapping and know some of the tips and tricks of what's going to be different and how they need to approach it from their customer journey mapping efforts or efforts that they aren't doing if they are not yet responsible for this type of work, how should they get started? How can they convince people that this is going to be important and how can they pick the right journey to start with? Yeah, so prioritization is so important, right? So some of the triggers, if you like, you mm-hmm. know, to prioritize journeys would be a journey that either causes employee attrition, right, or is very costly because it requires extra staff or rework. And actually, by focusing in on a journey like that, in some ways, you're making it easier for yourself to build the business case to improve that journey because you know that there's a problem, right? There's a very clear connection with employee attrition or it's very costly, so you can really quantify the benefits of improving that journey and hopefully in that way get internal stakeholders more easily on board. So that's one way of prioritizing. But you could also, for instance, prioritize a journey where there's a customer experience delivery misalignment, right? So the journey that has the biggest impact on customer experience, like for instance, a customer service journey, right? It could be an agent interaction, but you know it has an impact on customer experience and there's an employee aspect to that that could really use some improvement, right? So that could be a nice way of tackling both a customer experience improvement and an employee experience improvement in one go and building the business case around improving both those things. So those are two ways in which we see companies sort of prioritizing and then really being able to hit the ground running and build that business case to get started. Yeah, I think that's great. So the way to get started is to look at where is there a company employee or customer experience pain point and begin to explore that underlying employee ecosystem that is impacting it, that you can improve it and then directly tie that back to a benefit. 
then that will hopefully show the value to the organization so that you can continue to use employee journey mapping to do all of those other benefits that you mentioned from the tactical process improvements to understanding how employees will work alongside machines. Absolutely. So that's great. <laughs> Simple things to tackle. I hope everyone feels armed and ready to go after all of that. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing some of the findings of this research. Listeners, I will include in the show notes a link to the report that Joanna was mentioning here, which is titled The EX Transformation Workhorse Employee Journey Mapping and also any other relevant documents and blog posts. Joanna, thank you so much for joining us. And listeners, thank you as well, and talk to you next week. 